This is exactly right. Hi, listener. Before we get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th, 2022 Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the right to have a safe and legal abortion. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Learn more by visiting choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And if you're able to support others, please consider donating to abortion funds. I encourage you to speak up, take care, and please spread the word. clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts your presence is presence enough and I already had too much stuff so how do you dare disobey me Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. I'm, I'm I'm just absolutely, I've been in a mood all morning. That's fine. Uh, spam call out of Huntington Beach, California. Tried to get in touch with me four times. Uh, I admire the dedication. Uh, maybe if they try again, I'll pick up. You know, these are the things that are going on in my life. And I'm just trying to keep it together. I hope you're keeping it together. I hope your phone is on Do Not Disturb like mine. Uh, I've shown you that respect. It's the least you can do for me. Let's get into the podcast. I, It's time to talk to the guest. I'm obviously out of control. Maybe the guest can, you know, get us back on track. I think just an outstanding guest. It's Sophia Cleary. Sophia, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I'm sorry to to bring kind of an energy that's... Simply all over the place. I'm right but. there with you, honey. I'm right <laughs> there with you. Dazed and crazed. Mondays, am I right? <laughs> Classic case of the Mondays. Um, well, that's a little reveal to the listener. This is being recorded on a Monday, and you're listening to it on a Thursday or any other day of the week because that's how podcasts work. But if it's the first day, it's a Thursday, and now your whole timeline is screwed up. Let's all try to keep it together. Sophia, what have you been doing? <laughs> well, this morning, um, frankly, fighting with my partner. <laughs> God bless us. We did like we did resolve it, but you know, it's so funny. I had like a timer going. It's like, so we're gonna have to wrap up here because I do have a podcast to get to. <laughs> so can you imagine? In that moment, yes. in that moment, I am like. And it is misery to date me, frankly. Um, no, but we're, was we're it fine. Like bickering fighting? Was it a big explosive fight? It wasn't you, you explosive. Don't have to answer that. It wasn't explosive. It's just sort of, you know, in relationships when there's always this, the, that you have the thing 
and the yes. thing that comes up a lot. The recurring. And it's like, we have our recurring thing and we have to check in about it and negotiate it and You're update right. ourselves around it. And <laughs> frankly, just air out um, resentments. You know, it's of sort of course. like a, a moment of just like, all right, what's going on in there? What's going on in there? Because I sense it. Okay. <laughs> I sense it. I mean, I kind of uh, appreciate a recurring problem because it does allow uh, the problem to bubble up on occasion. And then mm -hmm. you get, you of course have all these other problems and this one kind of breaks the dam. And then you get to just bring out your list of issues. Totally. And like, it is, I'm I'm actually really proud of myself about where I'm at in life. I've done so much freaking therapy. Oh my God. And like multiple other things that I'm like, it's cool that in those moments I can actually hear my partner and like what's going on. You know, they're like, they're like, so <laughs> I'm sensing a sort of chilliness coming from you right now. And for me, of course, I'm like, what? It's just business as usual. I don't understand, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I, 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 it's good to hear that the chilliness is sort of an expression of non-love. <laughs> and so I should work on that. <laughs> it's difficult, but at least you're a, a acknowledging it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's uh, so the pain of acknowledging <laughs> with the looming pressure of this podcast and the crush of the fight happening. How did you uh, you now seem to be in a wonderful mood or at least podcast mood? I'm in a podcast mood. The thing is, I, I was definitely like, I don't know, like, we'll see about that. But I think that's sort of the um, the gift if you will, it's the gift and the curse, if you will, the depravity <laughs> of the performer is that they can go from the deep hell, uh, frankly, suicidal adjacent, you know, like really bad feeling place to oh, like yes. out on stage, show must go on, honey. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the show must go on. And then um, you can kind of harness it. You can harness that energy to like deliver something different. Right. I mean, my God, I've been uh, waiting for what could be a devastating email all morning. Haven't gotten it yet, but just thought, I'm going to open that right before we start recording, and then it's just going to have to be a normal podcast, and everything's yeah. going to have to be incredible. Can you say more about your devastating email? Or? I don't want to. I don't want to talk about this email. That's just private. more horrifying uh, career news. You know, it's yeah. just always kind of looming in the shadows. Deeply. Uh, how likely is it that your mom's listening to this podcast? That's a really good question because I know my mother is a Twitter lurker of mine. She's a deep Twitter lurker. Like, I will get text messages out of nowhere being like, you posted a very disturbing image and I'm worried about if you're okay. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh my God. And then she's like, you're ruining your career with your humor. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, um, but I don't think she has access to podcasts. I don't think she <laughs> understands what I mean, she does, obviously, but I don't think she knows how to access them. Thank right. God. Oh, that's a nice, nice little private area for you then. Yeah. I uh, I ask because I feel like a couple of months ago you were talking about this on Instagram. She had found you had posted like a photo that you hadn't even taken that had some dolls in it. And yes, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> It was literally, are you on TikTok? No. Oh what a my shame. God. Okay, I love TikTok. TikTok is insane. Literally MacArthur worthy, grant worthy video <laughs> art on there, frankly, made by literal 12 year olds. Um, it's amazing, but sometimes there's these like 
your out your feed will have like a live stream, like somebody's like going live and like there are insane people going live on TikTok. Like there's like the dark twisted scenes on lives on TikTok, which of course I stumble into. And it was like, <laughs> yes, this person who looked very like the character in the ring, you know, like long black <laughs> wig, sort of like dancing around these like twisted duct taped babies on like empty <laughs> Coke cans. And of course I post a screenshot of that, just like love life, Lilas, love you like a sis, you know, whatever. <laughs> just like my weird humor. And my mom was like, I'm really worried about like your (laughs) mental state. And I think that she said something along the lines of like, I believe you to be mentally ill. You know what I mean? (laughs) From the screenshot? From a screenshot. And I'm like, first of all, if you're actually worried about your daughter being mentally ill, wouldn't you reach out and be like, hey, how are you? You know, like, is there anything I can do to support you right now? Instead, it's just like, I believe you to be mentally ill. Change now. (laughs) Change. How did you, did you resolve the situation or is this an ongoing thing with her? I can't remember exactly how it went down. I think I wrote something like, yeah, I don't know if you're ever actually concerned about my true mental wellness, (laughs) feel free to give me a call and check in anytime. Because the thing is that's so triggering about my relationship with them is that both of my parents, they never call, honey. They never call. So I just get random inflammatory texts (laughs) about my Twitter in which like what I'm putting out into the public sphere is triangulated against me to sort of like decide how I'm doing Rather than just a, how are you? You know, she could find all of this out about about me if she just goes, hey, how's it going? You know what a I mean? A simple phone call. Yeah, a simple phone call. And then when I said that to her, she was sort of like, doesn't compute. Like, I, she literally wrote, doesn't compute. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and just some defensiveness about how, like, she, like, you know, how I, sh- I shouldn't have any issues with their parenting or something like that. And, <laughs> oh, my God. And I just proceeded to, frankly which my partner just told me is not the thing I should do, ice her out. I got chilly. I got chilly to the bone. And I did not <laughs> respond to any of her texts for a while. Because no, no response is a response, you know? Yeah, um, right, of course. Probably for like two weeks. Wow, and that's then, a nice ice out. Yeah, I mean, we also don't talk very much in general. So it was sort of like, I probably ignored two follow-up texts. Oh, you know? okay, sure. And then I felt like I was in a place where I could respond without being triggered anymore. So I just sort of let it go. I try to just keep it light and polite with them. You know, I don't want to get into it. No, it seems like kind of an unwinnable fight. Exactly. Uh, Do you ever call them? Yes. I am the dutiful (laughs) daughter. Can you you not see that? Um, (laughs) I believe it. I certainly believe it. No, I really am. I'm so, for better or for worse, codependent and just you know, it is my root trauma, like their approval. You know, I seek their approval deeply. I'll never get it. And then, but then I find other people in in life and the entertainment industry <laughs> to seek their approval, which I also do not get. <laughs> so, so at this point, you could say I'm on a healing process. <laughs> you absolutely have my approval. You came oh. here today, you get my approval. And hopefully that heals all wounds. You healed me. <laughs> now, does your dad send critical texts? No. He's always no. just like, move to the wood stove again. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> he's just like, 
He's like, really looking forward to the springtime. <laughs> and I'm like, God bless you, sir. Where do they live? They live in Maine now. Mm. They uh, used to live in New Jersey. That's where I grew up. And then, um, yeah, they packed up and moved to the old... Because they retired. So they're like, right. we want to we isolate ourselves even further. And so that's what they did by moving to deep rural Maine. <laughs> I love picturing your dad working on the wood stove while your mom is scrolling Twitter. Period. That's literally the <laughs> scene. That's the cold <laughs> open. <laughs> Do you have siblings? I don't. Oh, I don't. So you've kind of just, this has been your yeah, burden to carry. <laughs> it's my cross, you know. <laughs> People are always like, yeah, everybody has their feelings about only children, you know. They're like, oh, I could tell. Or like whatever uh. quip people have. <laughs> And it's like, okay, but the thing I get the most is, oh my God, you're an only child. Like, you're so well adjusted. It's like you had siblings. And it's like, yeah, because I did experience neglect, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> really hope they don't listen to this podcast now, honey. But yeah, no, it's nothing they don't know. It's fine. Sophia's parents, Sophia is doing an incredible job. And uh, look, We've all got issues. And yes, we do. I'm also thrilled to have you two as listeners. We're trying to, you know, always trying to build an audience. And uh, we've got you two here. Hopefully, we'll keep you for future episodes. And uh, I hope you're really enjoying what you're hearing. But, for all uh, the neglected only children out there, <laughs> this episode's for you. <laughs> um, okay, well, so outside of uh, fighting with your uh, partner... Uh, fighting with your mom over texts. What have you been up to? <laughs> well, I'm gearing up to do some shows in June. I'm going to do my solo show four times in June and then um, in LA and then again in New York. And then I think I'm going to work on something new. Sure. Because this show that I've been doing, it's called It Gets Worse. It was like my first you know, solo show, whatever, comedy hour, whatever you want to call it. But that existed before the pandemic. So it's really hard to resurrect that and right. feel the same about you know, it. You know, it's still a good show. you're a fully show. different person. Exactly. And it's like, I want to give it the life that it deserves. But at this point, I'm like, okay, let's just do these few more shows, prepare everyone, prepare myself for its demise. And then... <laughs> You know, inevitably, I will like cannibalize or regurgitate a lot of parts of it into this new work. But I'm interested in something else and asking different questions. Have you had to change anything in the show just due to what's happened in the last couple of years? Did anything feel outdated or? Well, that's a good question. I mean, nothing really feels outdated to audiences. It's more to me. You know what I mean? Like this show is very much about me coming out. You know, like me realizing I'm gay and a comedian at the gorgeous age of 30 years old <laughs> and the devastation of that. And uh, <laughs> and now a few years later, I won't say how many. <laughs> you turned 30 in 1978. Yeah, exactly. I'm just sort of like, I no longer feel the need to like tell my like coming out story. <laughs> You know, <laughs> because it's just, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm over it. I'm over being gay. It gets worse. It sucks. <laughs> it's not fun. A lot <laughs> of it's pride. very bad. It's really just like to just sort of 
plunge into like the most traumatized pool of people, <laughs> just sort of as your romantic options. It's like, yes, I thought this would save me. Boy, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, you and I both came out at the same age. I was 32. Oh my God, really? 30 as well, I should say. Yes. Oh, that yeah. means so much to me to hear because, you know, we judge ourselves so harshly. You know, it's right. like, well, I won't, I won't speak for you, but I definitely, I, I mean, when I was like 20 years old in college, I remember like people coming out and I remember being like, that is so cringe to come out this late. Like I literally thought, 21. I remember being 21 and being like, that is so cringe that Kelsey is just coming out. Like, literally, how did she not know? You know, <laughs> meanwhile, 10 years later, shaking at an ayahuasca ceremony, devastated. <laughs> being like, I'm gay. <laughs> it is. Oh. Yeah, it's uh, like... Uh, uh, but I guess I just kind of had no choice. Uh, I don't know. 30 now doesn't seem that late. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's not. I mean, it's just a, another random life decision, basically. It's totally random. It's inconsequential. It's just meaningless um, at this point. Yeah, yeah. It is funny. I mean, 30... Yeah, 30 is... Uh, it's it's young, honey. It's young. And it's, it's young. the Saturn return. It's the end of the Saturn return, if you believe in all of that. So, yeah. Look, there's something else I need to talk to you about. You agreed to be on my podcast uh, quite a while ago now. I feel like I asked you maybe in March or something. I yeah. can't remember. Who can say? I asked you to be on my podcast. I said no gifts. And I was so thrilled. I thought Sophia is so funny. <laughs> Uh, we'll get right into uh, when she came out. I'll we've I'll try to one up her by saying I came out at the same age. We'll have a nice time. We'll move on. So I was a little surprised. I was out to dinner last night, and I came home, and at my feet at the front door was a let's just say it a gift. Let's. I mean, there's no there's not even any dancing around. It was wrapped. It was decorated. Uh, there. It couldn't be mistaken for anything else. Is this a gift for me? Yes, it is. <laughs> it absolutely is. Actually, a, maybe the best wrapped gift I've ever seen on this podcast. Well, I felt the need to compete, frankly. I was like, <laughs> and not only is there one thing inside of that box, honey, there's another thing. There's two <laughs> things. So gifts, plural. Okay. I brought you gifts up. Well, let me describe the box to the listener. This will obviously be, you know, on everyone's favorite uh, app, website, Instagram later on. But as far as I can tell, these are drawings you did. No. Okay, no. so these are not drawings I did. These are, are these stickers, stickers from the exhibition I'm in right now at the Hammer Museum. I've been performing there on weekends. It's called Life's. And there's this artist named Olivia Mole who did all of this amazing for lack of a better word, marketing, because it's like on the flyers around the city, but it's her artwork. And it's, it's incredible. And they made these stickers for it. And so I was like, oh, what better? Like, of course. you know, because the thing, the thing about giving you a gift is that it all has to be, actually be about me, right? That's what gifts are. <laughs> That's the only it's like, reason we give it's gifts. It's like, this is about me. And so the stickers <laughs> are the show that I'm in, you know? And so that's sort of, that's up front. That's the rising. There's a sun, moon, and rising of this gift, and that's the rising. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> well, uh, I mean, I'll say like uh, it's just like very fun little illust- illustrations. There's like an old tree with a hole in it with little cartoon eyes peeking out. There's a raccoon hanging. We have a unicorn. We have uh, like a Skeletor style man on all fours and kind of a robe. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little bit of everything. It's beautiful. They're wild. They're like grim and beautiful. They're, yes. they're interesting. Yeah. Um, well, do you want me to open this here on the show? I would love it if you did. <laughs> you think you can make this about you? I'm going to make it all. <laughs> You've met your match. I dare you. Okay, I'm going to open it here. Let me get my... Oh, I will say, I'm going to try. A um, listener delivered a box cutter to me through a mutual friend. So now... There's something really malicious about that being <laughs> holding you, it, frankly. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I'm like, you're like, I love it. I thank you so much. I'm like, for me, that's a threat. And you need to call the police. <laughs> <laughs> to just open a random gift and all... The only thing inside is a box cutter. <laughs> that is kind of... Threatening and ominous, but <laughs> right now it's helpful. Yes. I'm going to cut the ribbon. Ooh, it works perfectly. I'm securing it back in my drawer. We're carefully opening the box. Carefully opening the box. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. This is truly, it truly is all about you, but in an, an incredible way. Okay, there, there are two different things here. There's a t-shirt, yes. a Sophia Cleary t-shirt, and also a cassette tape of your band penis. Yes, exactly. This is incredible. What, Gift uh, what, or curse. <laughs> Gift. <laughs> yeah. Which one should we talk about first? Um, let's talk about penis. Okay. Penis is a band you were in, no longer yes. exists? Well, you know, it's so funny. Last night, my former bandmate, Samara Davis, she's amazing. She she texts me out of nowhere going, I'm at the Hyam show. Um, <laughs> never heard of them, but this is really exciting for me and uh, we should get back together. <laughs> so oh maybe God. we will. Wow, um, this is great. But, but yeah, you know, she she was like finishing her PhD. She had a kid, just like a lot of life got in the way. And, um, but I finally, years later, got the album up on like Spotify and oh, Apple fantastic. Music and all of that stuff. So, so listeners... You know, you're not limited to a cassette tape here. Neither are you, Bridger. I know. Like, do you even own a cassette player? Like, <laughs> I don't, but I own quite a few cassettes. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So yeah, so you can listen to Penis anytime. What? When were you doing this band? It was. It's been a little while. Yeah, it was probably. Um, I feel like we formed in like 2014 and okay. played through maybe like 2017. Wow. Oh, that's a decent uh, lifetime for a band. Yeah, I mean, it, it was very low pressure. We were not like grinding. We were not hustling. It was just that that's the essence of the band for us. It was very much like no pressure whenever you feel like rehearsing. Like that and that was like the spirit of it, you know, of just this kind of ease and we're not doing this for anybody except ourselves and we made an album and we're really proud of it. So yeah. Well- what was the process of that the band starting? Was it your idea? Well, we were at this 
like performance festival in New York, <laughs> sitting in this lounge. There's there used to be this festival for like experimental performance called American Realness. And so me and um, Samara and our friend Neil were there. <laughs> we were like, we should start a band. Yeah, I feel like we had just watched the Kathleen Hanna documentary. Too, oh, perfect. We were, we were so inspired. We were like, oh my God. And neither of us knew how to play our instruments. And we were just like, let's just learn. It'll be fine, you know. Um, <laughs> and our friend Neil was like, yeah, your band should be called Fecal Penis. And we were like, <laughs> we were like, mm. <laughs> we were like, no. And then it was like, well, why don't we just drop the fecal? Um, frankly, a smart, savvy move. Savvy move. And it's just, it's the perfect name. I feel like it's the most vulnerable word ever. It's like, to just see it kind of floating there is I know. It's extremely it's so vulnerable. Sweet. Yeah, <laughs> it's so sweet. Um, so that's, that's sort of how it started. Wait, and then we so started. So you didn't taking- know how to play. You you were the drummer, right? Yeah, we both learned how to play our instruments with Sarah Landau, who produced our um, our album, and she's in the Julie Ruin with Kathleen Hanna. Right. And how long did it le- take you to learn? Well, it took me no time at all, frankly, <laughs> because I also I played piano for like ten years. Okay, sure. So, and that is believe it or not, a percussion instrument. Right. So Secret don't percussion. don't think that. Yeah, but I, so I'm very ryth- rhythmically like connected and I can read music pretty much. So it was a pretty easy translation. It was just like getting the coordination down, but also, honey, I have a BA in dance. So oh, I'm very... I, I You're just the, ready for it. I was just ready. And it's so fun. Like I love playing drums. I really miss it. I really, really miss it. Do you own a drum set? I do. It's I, like, look, there's like, oh, a it's, freaking, it's hidden here in the I room. I got a little, uh, there's like, yeah, anyway, you can't really see, but I got a symbol over here. I had them out. I was auditioning for like a drummer or something, you know, and I thought oh, I would God. like do a little, I thought I would do a little <laughs> show off. So cringe. Oh my God. <laughs> Not cringe at all. Nothing is cringe. Yeah. Let's embrace everything. Yeah. Um, I was, this is so odd because last night I was, drumming along to music in the car and my boyfriend pointed that out to me and then I kind of made the statement I think I could easily learn to play the drums and then he it led to a mild argument uh, <laughs> with him just continuing to discourage me over and over saying <laughs> you don't have the coordination <laughs> oh. uh, but ultimately he was supportive let's let's make that clear but uh, I do think that it's the one instrument that I could handle yeah I mean no one has that coordination from the jump. It really just does. It's like riding a bike. It just takes practice. And But once you unlock certain things, once you unlock like hitting your foot at the same time as this thing and that, you know, then you can only get better. You never like go backwards from that. Right. You know, I ha- I ha- I've been so rusty. I haven't played in a long time, but I can still do all of these weird things that used to make me like, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like totally cross-eyed, you know? <laughs> well, so. it's a little like patting your head and rubbing your stomach, right? That's exactly Which I can thought, easily yeah. do at this point. I mean, after years of training. So <laughs> uh, I feel like I could get into the drum, the drum scene. Do you have a favorite drummer? Mm, that's a really good question. I mean, Max Roach, one of my favorite drummers, but these are all like jazz people. Um, and then in terms of like contemporary bands, I don't know. I don't have that in my pocket. It's I not ha- a fair question. I think even like asking someone their favorite band is a, not a fair question. Yeah. And I know that I do have some favorite drummers. Like, 
I mean, I love the band ESG. Oh, of course. I like, love ESG. I, a lot of the drumming in that band, I would practice along to. And it's very like, mm-hmm. you know, it's very that disco kind of drum. Just very straightforward, but nice rhythm. I would love to take like jazz lessons and really learn the finesse of that and like the insanity of that. But I'm a little intimidated. Well, you should have Penis Reborn as a jazz band. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I I, I love the idea of like a band. I mean, Ween is kind of this way. Like every album is just like a completely different musical genre. Mm -hmm. So I do, I Ween, Ween and Penis on tour. (laughs) That's right. That would be a perfect combination. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, maybe our next album will be something very, very different. I just, uh, I was at Bikini Kill on Friday night. Oh my God, how was it? Everybody was there. They were just so good. Kathleen Hanna is just, just continues to amaze. And uh, uh, yeah, Penis does have a little bit in common with Bikini Kill, I would say. Totally. I mean, very influenced by Riot Girl and Kathleen and... And we opened for the Julie Ruin at the Roxy. That was like no one of way. our. That was like one of our last big shows. Um, it was so fun. It was amazing. Were you well so received? We were. Like people Fantastic. were like, "Oh my god, what?" Which is so <laughs> funny because we're so, like, it's very just minimal. It's like a literal drum and bass player, and then us <laughs> just screaming. You know, it's like so cute and like it's not sophisticated. <laughs> Musically at all, but <laughs> God bless. Nobody needs sophistication. That's I'm so how thrilled. I feel. Uh, I'm thrilled about this tape. It's 67 out of 100. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize Special. this was a limited edition. This is incredible to me. I hand stamped all of those um, covers. You're and, kidding. Yeah, it was it was a labor of love for sure. Do you have a tape player? No. <laughs> Does anyone? <laughs> I feel like there was a small period when people started buying tape players again. Yeah, I had a Walkman for a long time because I had some favorite tapes, like a Kate Bush tape that I loved. Which Kate Bush album? It was The Dreaming. Oh, fantastic. But that was 10 years ago. And then, I don't know, iPhones came, like iPhones (laughs) destroyed everything. Truly ruined everything for everyone. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, let's talk about this t-shirt a little bit because I'm, this is incredible. It's got uh, an illustration of sort of you on it, dressed as a clown, holding dogs. And then it says, Sophia Cleary. Oh, it's for your one-woman show. Yes, yes. So it's my merch. It's my merch. (laughs) It gets worse. How did you, (laughs) did you order these online or did you make these? So my friend Bashir Naeem, who's a local amazing drag queen performer, performance artist, uh, is also an artist, visual artist, and made those shirts for me. And we we collaborated. I, I basically like bossed him around. Uh, you know, he would like send me, you know, a, a draft. And I'd be like, actually, we're going to need less penises in there. And we're going to need another baby head. And please also get rid of that thing. And, you know, and then he would like adjust it. And it was it was really cool. He did a really good job. Did you give him the general concept and then he just ran with it? Pretty much, Yeah. Oh, I adore. It. There's some neospore in here. Yeah, that that that's in the show. Um, it's all it's all sort of elements that I mention in my show in this right. sort of chaotic explosion from which I grow out of. It's dark. Um, it's your story. It's my story and, and dance. And, 
you know what, if, you know, I am always like very aware of how people are like, oh, this this woman seems like she's just doing her therapy on stage uh-huh. or her healing. And that as a pejorative, I'm really just like, yeah, well, I'm coming for you then because I'm going to do that to the moon <laughs> for you. So buckle up. That's sort of my vibe. Yeah. <laughs> uh- <laughs> So are you selling these at the shows? What's uh, what Are these available on your website? What's the deal with these shirts? I am selling them on my website. Not a single person has bought one. They're very stylish. I agree. Thank you. Um, and then I had them at my last show in New York. And um, people bought them there. And okay. I'm going to bring them to my shows in LA. How many so. shirts did you have to order to get a full order of these things? Well, I worked with this amazing screen printing like little shop in New York City that... Uh, gave me like an amazing deal. It's just like true artist. It wasn't like custominc.com, like ripoff, <laughs> you know? Um, I feel like I bought, I bought a very small amount to start. I feel like I bought 80 or a hundred or okay. something, you know? Um, but that'll probably last me for a while because people aren't, I don't know. Merch is so hit or miss. I don't know. People have, have had- got to buy merch. An item you get to take home and the you get to support whoever you enjoyed. It's a win-win. It helps to supplement, you know. (laughs) And you get a t-shirt or whatever. Yeah, I think it's cute. Are you a big t-shirt wearer? What's your general style? I am. I am. I I have lots of old band t-shirts that I like can't get rid of. But lately, actually, it's so funny. The comedian Jess Tom, do you know Jess? Oh, yeah, of course. Jess is just staying with me. And they were like, Sophia, um... I have to tell you something. (laughs) I was like, what? And they were like, I will be sort of stealing your... They're like, I'm very influenced by you recently and your style, and I will be wearing a blazer tonight. (laughs) I was like, that's so cute because it's really true in the past year or so, like post-pandemic, I have come out full-blown as a blazer bitch. Like, I'm wearing blazers, okay? I'm wearing double-breasted. I'm wearing full-blown Armani suits. Like, I'm, I'm dressed to the tens because you only have one life. You know? Right. Why be oh, just kind of a slack outfit when you can throw on a suit? Wait, did you have any blazers handy or was it like, I'm headed to the store, it's time to start the collection? I think I had one, but I was also working on this show last year and I was like, oh, I really want like a costume for this. So I bought this three-piece vintage Balmain suit and it's so amazing and it like fit me perfectly and I only had to tailor it a little bit. And then once I wore that, I was like, this is going to have to be a regular thing. (laughs) And so I found, I went to Crossroads and found like this gorgeous Armani suit for, you know, like a hundred bucks or something or 200 bucks, bought it. And then I have this other blazer from a thrift store. So I have a rotation of three at this point. Right. But that's just the beginning. Yeah, just the beginning. I was thinking recently about, I'm just, I truly want to throw away all of my clothing (laughs) <laughs> and I would love to just have three suits hanging in the closet that I get to wear every day. I know. Like Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll start sleeping on the floor of my office. <laughs> um, yeah. Where is Elizabeth Holmes now? Is she is the court date over? She yes. And she's awaiting her sentencing. How I much longer she- do we have to wait? I don't know, but I remember I finished the dropout and I was like, oh, yeah, what's going on with her? And I I saw that she was awaiting her sentencing. So I don't know, soon. That's horrifying. 
This is why the dropout was too early. I think we should wait for a TV series shouldn't be allowed to be made until the person we know where they're headed prison wise. (laughs) Otherwise, it's too much for you. It's way too much. Yeah. It's like, how dare you suspend me in this space? I need the series to end with the text over black that says Elizabeth Holmes is now serving a 50 year sentence in a maximum security prison or what have you. Right. Just that little bit of closure. Or she was, you know, she's now uh, loose. She's. (laughs) (laughs) That would be an incredible end to that. Elizabeth Holmes is loose. (laughs) Watch out. Lock up, lock up your blood. Do you know where your blood is? Elizabeth Holmes is loose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've got to wait for these prison sentences to be handed down before we make a whole uh, premium docu or miniseries. Yeah. Oh, how did we? Oh, yeah, because I wanted to hang suits in my closet. Mm -hmm. A friend recently recommended, she said, why don't you get a stylist? And I thought, who do you, who, who could you possibly think I am? I wouldn't even know, like, look that up in the yellow pages. How do you even find a stylist? I could find one for you if you want that. How much does a stylist cost? That's got to be hundreds of dollars. No idea. Great question. Thousands of dollars. At least. Like, that. it's a full-time job. Right. I mean, when I watch Erica Jane on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, (laughs) of course, her creative director, literally, like, he's got to be making a killing. Oh, of he, like, course. He, like, lives it with her for all intents and purposes, <laughs> you know? He's probably stealing money from her. I hope he is. I feel like you don't become a stylist of a housewife unless you are embezzling some amount of money. That's the thing. That's the actual pyramid, is that somebody's embezzling at the top, and then the people below them are embezzling, and then they're embezzling. <laughs> it's like, it's like you have to just keep embezzling. Yeah. <laughs> just a uh, parasite pyramid. Exactly. Makes sense to me. Yeah, I've got a, I don't know. This is interesting to hear from you if this new suit direction. I feel like I've just got to pick some direction to head in because I'm so tired of the way I dress. I go in my closet and just stare at the clothes until I (laughs) crumble and then I just grab something. Yeah. I don't know. I've been living with these things for two years, essentially, because I haven't really bought anything new. That's why I think investing, I know this is like such an annoying statement, but like... (laughs) investing in kind of classic pieces or something that feel a little less, I don't know. I feel like after two years, you're like, well, this is still a good piece. So I'm going to hold on to it, you know? And I feel like blazers and suits fulfill that. But I'm not sure. I mean, I've literally owned some of the same underwear for like 10 years. So, you know, (laughs) I might not be the right person to talk to. I'm wearing like a sports bra from like junior year of high school accidentally. (laughs) I'm like, how long have I had this? (laughs) Well, I feel like this topic comes up uh, every so often on this podcast, and I'm sure the listener's furious that I continue to talk about changing my style or buying some new clothes and then waiting months and doing nothing. So maybe this (laughs) is the turn. But now I see now I have a new t-shirt that I really like, which just basically falls into my basic pattern of clothing. So this will sustain me for a few more months. I'm so glad. I didn't know if I, there's there's a white option, white and black, which I'm just sort of like, that's just a little, I'm sorry, but cowardly people who buy that one. <laughs> and then there's a pink one with like maroon. And then there's a yellow one with blue. But the yellow one is my favorite. The this yellow one's and yellow and blue. And I just recently in the last few months found out I can wear yellow. 
I had thought oh. I had thought for years I couldn't wear yellow. <laughs> Who told <And> you that? <laughs> somebody encouraged me to wear, try yellow, and I thought, oh, I don't look too terrible in this. So now yeah. I've got. I think this is my second yellow piece of clothing in probably twenty years. That's amazing. We're opening the yellow drawer. I'm so honored. We're embracing it. I'm so I'm thrilled. You saw right into my life and sent me exactly what I needed. The next thing will be a blazer. I'll have blazers as merch. <laughs> <laughs> I so can weird. you imagine hundred dollar? <laughs> I mean, it would probably have to be like a five hundred dollar piece of merch. Truly. <laughs> But the novelty of going to a comedy show that costs like the ticket was $20 and then you walk out the door with a $500 suit. <laughs> that is, that's living. That's life. Mm-hmm. I think we should play a game. Okay. Do you want to play a game called Gift or a Curse or a game called Gift Master? Mm, gift or a Curse. Okay. I need a number between one and 10. Nine. Okay. I have to do some light calculating. So while I do this, you can promote something, recommend something, do truly whatever you want. I'll be right back. Okay, listeners, it's Sophia Cleary here taking over for Bridger for a few moments. Um, What I would like to do is promote my shows coming up. Thank you very much. Um, I will be doing my show, It Gets Worse, on June 10th, 14th, 17th, and 23rd in Los Angeles. At 7.30 p.m. at Skiptown Playhouse. Very small, intimate little theater. Some might say too intimate. Um, so get your tickets because I feel like I pray to God it'll sell out. And then I'm performing in New York City during Pride Weekend, June 26th at the famed, the beloved Joe's Pub. So if you're New York-based, please come out. I love that theater. It's so amazing. You can eat like a gorgeous calamari while I'm talking about my triggering teenage years. So (laughs) please come. Thank you. That's perfect. Everyone, I absolutely demand you go see Sophia if you're in one of these (laughs) cities or buy the plane tickets. (laughs) Take a little trip to sunny Los Angeles. Take a trip to New York. You've been meaning to do it. You haven't traveled in two years. This is the perfect excuse. I mean, just the excuse of a lifetime. (laughs) Okay, this is what needs to happen, Sophia. This is gift or a curse. I'm going to name three things. You're going to tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. And then I'm going to tell you if you're right or wrong. (laughs) Oh, God, I love this. Okay. Uh, Okay, so number one, and these are all, you know, this has really become kind of the norm on this because the listener is doing their job. These are all listener suggestions. So uh, number one, Gift or a curse from someone named Alicia. Gift or a curse when you call an automated line and are clearly talking to a robot, but between pauses, the audio inserts the sound of someone typing on a computer. Gift or a curse. (laughs) I I really appreciate this. Oh my God. Okay, so my first impulse is curse, but actually I feel like it's a gift because... In that, as an artist, okay, wake up, because I'm an artist. It's those (laughs) details, noticing those details in something so mundane that are, like, frankly, inspiring. Because you think, okay, the person who made this recording, even though we know what this is, which is that it's a recording, they're throwing in a dash of humanity. They're throwing in a dash (laughs) of humanity so so that you might, for a second not feel completely alone, you know? And there's that kind of holy space of liveness, right? That there's this other person on the other side of the phone. And for a second, you're afforded that in your life that is deeply isolating and (laughs) 
set. So <laughs> I have no idea. I know I'm wrong, but I don't care. You're absolutely right. I, oh, I am? I oh love the little artificial tipping, tapping, clicking, clacking. That <laughs> Fully unnecessary. First of all, it's job creation. Somebody had to record the clicking, clacking to go on t- onto the uh, audio with a robot voice. I think it's, you know, it's obnoxious to the point of funny. It's, yes. it's just, I love the absolutely deeply unnecessary element of clicking, clacking. You're With a real person, you're probably not going to hear them typing unless they're <laughs> on a typewriter. And that's why it's poetic, yes. in my opinion. You kind of get to picture just a little AI uh, creation typing on a typewriter or something. And what could be more fun than that? Gift. Exactly. It's like it's like when you um those automated chats with like Geico or whatever. It'll be like <laughs> your customer service rep is typing. You know, and it's like I know you're a bot. You are a literal robot because the very questions I keep asking you, you send me to like weird troubleshooting links <laughs> instead of telling me what the hell is going on. There's not a trace of humanity outside of the phony little bubble that indicates they're typing. I love it. I appreciate it and I support it. Gift. Gift. Okay, so you've gotten one so far. Good for you. Uh, Next up is from a listener named Connor. Gift or a curse? Shrinking the tags on an Instagram story so small that you cannot click on them to view the profiles. Gift or a curse? Shrinking the tag. Oh, I see, like on stories. Right, so they'll put the person's name so small that it almost requires a tweezer. I mean, I can see why people think it's a gift because it 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 sustains the sort of imagistic. It's it it doesn't interrupt the image. But for me, I feel like I'm never in the image. I feel like I'm always the one trying to click. Okay, so <laughs> I, I, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Okay, so so I'm the one trying to click. I'm the one intriguing about people. I'm the one who's this person? Are they my next long life lover? And if I can't <laughs> click that link, I'm pissed the hell off, frankly. And then, you know, you're like, you're holding down. You're you're thinking maybe the force of your thumb will finally reveal <laughs> the tag, but no, it won't. And then you have to go to your search bar. You have to sort of remember what was written there. You have to put it in the search bar. And then at this point, you're humiliated. Okay, so <laughs> curse. <laughs> wrong. Gift. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I I'm love wrong. it. I love that. I feel like whoever's shrinking the thing down so small is they don't want anyone to access that tag. They don't mm. want you to see this person. They the just kind of egocentric element of it, the narcissist part is mm. so wonderful. Also, it's stopping me from going down yet another branch on Instagram. It's kind of uh. saying you've had enough. You've had enough, pig. Stop eating. Uh. Move away from this trough. Uh, and uh, I love it. I love how small, how just don't do it. Don't tag. It's I love fully that. Unnecessary. I love that. I feel like I will get to that with more therapy, <laughs> you know, because it really is about the diversion from the trough, and which is the gift, right? It's kind that, of shutting down the road and saying, you can't come this way. That really resonates. Okay. Uh, so you've gotten one out of two. Not bad. Uh, finally, this is a very special listener suggestion. This person wrote in, they're 12 years old. And I was so thrilled to hear that we have a 12-year-old listener named Ellen. Ellen has suggested, gift or a curse, class pets. Gift. Why? Although this does bring up a triggering memory for me of like almost losing the hamster from my fourth <laughs> grade. It ran away and somehow I caught it, which is insane what? that I caught the hamster. 
But um, hold on, let me think about this. My first thought is gift because how cute. I love animals. I'm a Sagittarius rising. I love being (laughs) around animals and I think it's really cute. But I do find the sort of cagedness environment of the classroom kind of depressing. But I'm going to go ahead with my gut and say it's a gift. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. (laughs) It's good. They get to learn about caretaking. I have no idea. Wrong, Wrong. I never even got the chance at a class pet. You this didn't? for me is a deeply personal. Uh, I don't remember a single class pet. The chance Aww. to take the hamster home, the chance to feed the turtle, the uh, bird throwing seed all over the third grade classroom, just never even entered my radar. Oh, I'm so sorry. So the fact that some children are getting a chance to kill a, an animal by accident, yeah. or to you know hold the hamster while the teacher reads—I don't even know how it works. What what happens? Do you take it home? You take turns with it? Yeah, you take turns. That seems really dangerous to me. I know. Well, I almost lost mine and right. murdered it accidentally, and it was crazy that I caught it because I couldn't imagine the shame that I right would have going back to the class. I killed our mascot. Lost him. He ran away. How did he get away? I was like taking him out of the cage in my front yard. And I was like, la, 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 you know, like, this is so fun, nature. Jumps out of my arms. How long do you (laughs) take the pet home for? Is it a week? No, I think, I don't, I don't remember. It can't be more than two nights. What a life for the pet. Just never gets to settle down. It has no, it can't count on anything. It's meeting new people constantly. Cursed. 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 Well, too late, too late, Sophia. You've got one out of three. It's You've okay. Bombed I'm, the game. You know, I'm as as I'm learning, just like with my fight right before this podcast. <laughs> I am happy to learn that I'm wrong. <laughs> Ellen, I hope we haven't spoiled your class pet experience for you. But Me you know, too. you need it. We've got to just open our eyes and take a look at reality. Class pets should not exist uh, because I didn't get one. And if I don't get it, nobody gets it. Okay, this is the final segment of the podcast. This is called I Said No Emails. People write into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com with, I don't know, just a variety of problems and concerns that they expect me to solve. I drag the guest in. It kind of leaves the, you know, the podcast always ends on a real sour note because everyone's had to do work. Mm-hmm. Uh, will you answer a question with me? Absolutely. Okay, here we go. Let me read this. This says, Dear Bridger and belligerent guest, so they've kind of singled you out. Uh, My husband and I have found ourselves in a predicament of the familial kind. We live in a small apartment and are not minimalists by any means, but do our best to keep a tidy space and not clutter up our 900 precious square feet. Okay, well, I've got issues already, but... uh, I do too. (laughs) uh, (laughs) However... My mom is what you might call an extravagant giver, not in that she gives huge expensive gifts, but that she gives us many, many gifts for special occasions and for not special occasions. In the last month, she has traveled twice and brought my husband and I both five gifts each from both places that she went. It usually consists of something nice, like a necklace or something, and then a weird musical instrument that we do not know how to play, etc., We have also received a painting of a medieval king and queen with our faces painted on them and other strange, cluttery gifts that we mostly keep in a a closet. So, okay, we're hearing about multiple closets. Uh, My question for you is this. How do I tell my sweet mother that I appreciate her generosity, but I want her to stop giving me clutter? Sincerely, Mick. 
Okay, Mick. First of all, let's... Sophia, nine, let's just point it out. 900 square foot apartment. We're talking, we're saying that's small. Honey, we're talking mansion. That's a gorgeous <laughs> apartment, Mick. You write in with a, an immediate brag. I yes. mean, this is a, a perfect for two people. If you had nine kids, sure, that's a small amount of space. Totally. 900 square feet is a very nice little amount of space. You've got a, you have a closet just for clutter. Mick, I want you to think about... Walk-in closets. (laughs) This is... You've written in with... uh, You know, you've put me in a bad space. But we've got to talk about your mom and the fact that she's apparently kind kind of trying to drag or drive you out of the apartment with just an avalanche of souvenirs and instruments. What do we do with this mother? I think, first of all, I think that she's... uh, She's got something for the husband. Mm. She's got some feelings for this husband. Uh, she's trying to drive drive her daughter out of her mind. Maybe split them up. Uh, there's something <laughs> in that area that I'm thinking <laughs> could be. It, maybe it's not so sweet after all. Mm, mm-hmm. But how do you tell mommy, I've had enough. The necklace was enough. I don't need an instrument. Why? And why are there multiple instruments? Does she want them to start a band? Well, I would have to say that the mother has a compulsive deading slash shopping addiction that she should seek a 12-step fellowship for. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking from experience, um, but I do feel like there's something compulsive going on. Maybe she's running from something. She's trying to fill the God-sized hole. Uh, Maybe that is sort of keeping her from her family, right? So she's trying to fill that with gifts so that she can traverse the the chasm of uh, estrangement, right? Um, Which I totally relate to. Um, but the last sentence, in all earnest, the last sentence of that letter, how do I tell my mom so-and-so-and-so? It's right there. It's written right there. I appreciate your gifts, but no more, please. That's literally the boundary. That's that literally is, the boundary. It's just a nice, clean cut. There's no it's emotion clear. there. It's just a fact. It's leading with love. Yes. It's just a fact. And you just say it. Who knows if she'll respect it? And that's a whole other question that you might have to call back in about. (laughs) But you have to at least just try to state that. You don't need to manipulate her. You just have to tell her. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's perfectly fair. I mean, this this woman is going on vacation and buying at least 10 gifts a time. How much of her vacation time is being spent shopping for her daughter and son-in-law? I mean, that's not a vacation. That's a show. She's going on elaborate shopping trips. Uh, in a way, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. <laughs> jealous of the daughter or the mother? I'm jealous of that motherly um, uh, <laughs> care. <laughs> Your mom goes on a trip and sends you 10 texts. <laughs> yeah, going, you're mentally ill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it seems to me like Mick... Uh, not only does Mick have a beautifully sized apartment, she's got a mother who cares too much. Yeah. She's got, basically, she could start a, a boutique. She's got just loads of goods coming in every vacation. She could have a yard sale once every weekend and, you know, pay for this apartment. Exactly. I see no yeah. problem. I think that's great. I think, if, and if the mother doesn't respect the boundary or if you don't feel comfortable even stating that for whatever reason, start the boutique. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up. People are trying to figure out how to make a living in this goddamn time. And you have a boutique's worth 
This is your small business coming into play here. This is your small business, Mick. Mick, are you listening? (laughs) Invite mom to the the yard sale, to the boutique. That'll give her a clear (laughs) idea of what's going on. (laughs) That's hilarious. So mom... (laughs) Come to the grand opening of my small business. It's just every (laughs) single, it's literally photos of them framed. (laughs) Uh, Mick, your answer is here. You've received, and hopefully you can kind of internalize that and improve your life. uh, Because if you can't, then you're a lost cause. And your mother's a lost cause. And meanwhile, your husband is caught up in kind of this explosion of uh, vacation gifts, and it's not fair to anybody. So <laughs> do what you need to do. Thank you for writing in. Sophia, we answered the question perfectly. I think so. Got an excellent track record on this podcast for answering questions. Uh, <laughs> lives have been improved. And uh, yeah, and now I have this incredible t-shirt. I have a new cassette tape. I can access the cassette on Spotify or Apple Music. Yes. And uh, my life has been enriched. Oh, I'm so glad. I had such a fantastic time with you here today. Oh, thank you so much. I am feeling self-conscious that I took up too much space. <laughs> but that's what it <laughs> What? Took up too much space with what? That's always how I get. I'm like, I have a really good time. And then the shame starts coming. <laughs> <laughs> There's no shame at all here. Okay, good. I'm glad you like your gifts. Um... <laughs> you should. Oh, my God. I can't. I cannot tell you how little shame you should be feeling. Oh, I love that. You're, you're, I'll be your stylist if you be my emotional coach. Um, <laughs> seems fair, right? That feels yeah. like those are two high paying jobs that are both probably on Housewives somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, well, thank you a million times. Thank you. And listener, we've come to the end of the podcast and uh, hopefully you've had a nice time. Hopefully you've you know, uh, something has been added to your life and there's been no stress. Hopefully the stress is yet to come for you today and that this podcast has not been part of it. Uh, So I hope you go on and uh, deal with whatever you need to deal with and we'll revisit uh, this podcast next week with some other guests. Thank you for being here. Thank you for squeezing me into your schedule. I love you. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's produced by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and it's beautifully mixed by John Bradley. The theme song, of course, could only come from miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. I don't want to hear any excuses. That's where you get to see pictures of all these gorgeous gifts I'm getting. And don't you want to see pictures of the gifts? But I invited you Myself perfectly clear when you're a guest in my home. You gotta come to me empty-handed. I said no gifts. Your presence is present enough, and I already had too much stuff. So how do you dare disobey me? Follow I Said No Gifts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I really don't care. Just don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. 
It's the least you can do. It really is. It's the bare minimum. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase I Said No Gifts merch. What a wonderful way to support the show. Support the show.